Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are on an off week of our Star Wars pilgrimage. So this episode we're going to be talking about an actor, a comedian, uh, Eddie Murphy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, they go, there's several highs and several lows. Oh, definitely. With him. <laughs> so. Some that were great at the time, but just did not age. <laughs> what? Not good at all. Some are timeless, and some were bad when they came out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't change much in this area. Um, Hardly ever. No. Still got the McMasters, Diet Pepsi. Um, I'm going to Costco Monday. I have not had time since I got home from vacation, so um, stick with the usual. What do you got going on? Oh, I made a stop at Southern Monks Brewery, and I got Jesse's Paloma that they have on tap. You know, they do the Crowler. They pre-package it, so... Usually a crowler, you get like four of the drinks out of it, and it's like literally on tap there. So once again, a Paloma is the tequila, the grapefruit juice with like the... Yeah, Mexican, I like Mexican Seven Monks. Seven, we had them there. Seven yeah, months, that's yeah. where we were there that one day. It was off of um, Michigan, right? Yeah, it's right there in Michigan, right yeah. by Fox, Firebird, Lodge, and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole point is, is it's right on tap. So you could buy a crowler. I think the dollar is like twenty six dollars or something. So four drinks. And that's if you bring your own, or you get a growler filled with. No, it? they they do crowlers, which is like the big. Oh yes, yeah. mm-hmm. not a growler. Yeah, growler. Yeah. Yeah, I know which is saying. not bad. I, I suppose they would do a growler. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, I just I, I always get the crowler because when you get the can and you open it up, and so I, I bet just, you. Refilling growlers with COVID, I bet you they don't do that anymore. Like you bring your own growler. Yeah, that's a question. That's a question. That's well, kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, well, okay. So when you walk into Southern Monks, remember how they used to have like one side it was all Southern Monks, but now when you go, they kind of have it split. Yeah. The one, the one side is a high end bourbon lounge. Mm. I thought I'd tell you that. That sounds I good. Bourbon Lounge. Yep. I like it. So we definitely have to go for that one too. I mean, it looked kind of good. We did gold that we just did like one bar apart, and we had like the breaks there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'm down. But it decent price. It's always good. Yeah. I'm going with some good. We're sitting outside, nice and humid. Yeah, it's. A hot, it's been a hot few days. I'm ready for Sunday when it rains a little bit and cools it down. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, Sunday it is supposed to cool down. I'm closer, so yeah. But, you know, we like we don't do that often where we do just one actor. And who said 
the many highs, the many lows. Was that you? That was me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the whole point is, is when you said that, it made me think. You think you think he has an even ratio, or does he have more highs than lows? I, when, I was, when I was going through the list, I was looking at it, I'm going, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think it was based more on time. Like his his hits were 80s, early 90s, and then once we get into like the 2000s, that's when shit started going off the rails for him. He so did make he he did make a comeback, got a couple Oscar nominations late, but yeah. Do you think his comeback was Mulan or? I think he was still a lister at Mulan. Yeah, Mulan and Shrek. But when he had like the Meet Dave or Pluto Nash, or painful, that was that's when he was starting to struggle. Thousand words. Yeah, I think that is his worst reviewed movie, Rotten Tomato wise. Okay. At at like a six percent or something like that, but I mean, it's I I'm trying to think of somebody who started off strictly as stand up. He was he was a stand up comedian even before he went to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Wasn't um. Who was who has Chris Farley? I think he was an improv guy. Was he okay? I don't think he was necessarily a stand up guy. Hmm. Chris Farley, did he help? Did he have ties to? I think it was FNG? Second City, wasn't he? Second City, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Second City TV. So, like Eddie was- Murphy, being, I'm trying to think of somebody as an actor who was able to go from being a stand-up guy to a Hollywood movie star. Which um, he was an absolute A-lister back in the day. Bill Murray? Uh, yeah, Steve, I mean... Steve, Steve Martin? I guess Steve Martin... Was Bill Murray a stand-up comedian? I thought he was more of an improv guy in the same vein. Like, he came from Second City, too, didn't he? I think so, you're right. So we have Steve Martin. Okay, what about... This is what happens with age and alcohol. Let's tell me everyone knows. Um, I'm very excited about that song. I lost it. I love it. Oh, he was in Taxi. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he, he was the, the fire, fire, man on the moon, or man, in the, man, man on the moon. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what's his name? And he was totally stand-up. That's true. But, I mean, I think I would argue that Eddie Murphy was bigger than him. I mean, really, I can't think of, like, any movies that he was in, but he was huge in Taxi, and he was huge in Stand-Up. And then he killed himself, so. Yeah. Dean Wilder. Was he a Stand-Up? Yeah, maybe. Rita Rutner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gilda Radner. He was back in the city. Okay. But, so, I mean, not that I'm, I mean, with any actor, and I just lean into actors, sorry about that, but. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. Kind of think a good. I mean, he he totally. Well, you know what? 
someone could argue that you know Bill Cosby was stand up. Yeah, yeah, that that is a but valid look point. Where that life went. <laughs> yeah, well, Bill Cosby, I actually have some of his records still, went from his concert, like when he did the stand up. You know, mm-hmm. the who eats cake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <Yep>. you know, <laughs> or the so dentist bit like the drooling yeah. all uh, yeah he had yeah. some yeah. classic stand-ups but even now like you ask people what their favorite stand-up special was a lot of people will still go to eddie murphy raw raw i mean delirious is okay but raw yeah raw was kind of i mean the pinnacle until it kind of Aged poorly, I suppose. Yeah. Well, there's another thought then, too. When you said that, I just literally thought Richard Pryor would stand up before he was after. That is a very good... Yep, I kind of forgot yep. about him. Yeah. And, yeah, he was kind of the Eddie Murphy before Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's so true. You know, and that was kind of like... different. I mean, so... I would say Eddie Murphy was my generation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Oh, and... And I think Rick Retire was like my parents' generation. Like, the same time George Carlin was happening. Yeah. And George Carlin never really became a movie person, but he was just always stand-up. But, um, but it was definitely our generation. If I look back at the 80s... Oh, we're losing you a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, And if I look back at the 80s, Definitely, Eddie Murphy is at the top of the list as an '80s actor and stand-up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, should we get started? Let's do it. Well, you start. Wants to go first. So, I have to bring up one movie that is not on my list, but every time I watch it, because, like I said, it's been a bad week at work. So, um. When you watch this movie, it takes away your hour and a half of life. You just laugh and have a good time. Okay. And that's Daddy Daycare. I okay. love okay. that movie. It, it could have made my list, but I have another idea for my thing. Daddy Daycare is one that if you have a bad day, you put that thing on, your, your mind's just lifted. You laugh and so many good things. Definitely not one of his best movies, but it is a total, you can put it in, mindfully escape and not care. Yeah, and you just laugh because it's Eddie Murphy at his best. I mean, I'll even throw it out there. Um, One that didn't age well, Naughty Professor. No, no. I mean, when I was like 10 years old, yeah, that was good stuff. (laughs) But... No, did not age well. Well, it's a Disney remake too, so yeah, from nineteen seventy. It was like Jerry Lewis or something, I think. Wasn't Jerry, it? yep. Naughty Professor. Disney had a little bit of hand in that. Uh, Fox Studios. That's when MGM and Fox were kind of like really weird. Um, yeah, it was part of a little Disney Naughty Professor, and then it got remade. Yeah. Once then, again, yep. Then he even went on to do like Doctor Doolittle. Same thing. Same fucking thing. So, going through all that nonsense. Um, my phone's active. All right. So, 
I ended up choosing Beverly Hillcock. Okay, classic. Um, love the trilogy. Like, I love these movies a lot. To be honest, I don't remember much of the first one. I remember a lot of the Disneyland one and... Um, we just watched it yesterday. I know we just watched it. That's when oh, when I watched it before. Oh. Yeah, um, I was just like, yeah, I don't remember much of this, but I did. Um, but I got a seven point three on IMDb, sixty six on Metascore. Um, and then I don't know how to work Android again. Um, eighty three percent on uh, Tomato Meter, eighty two percent audience score. And then it made three hundred sixteen million million three hundred sixty thousand. So think about that. That's nineteen eighty four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so that would have been a billion dollar movie if you think about it. It would have been up there for sure. But oh yeah. Um, I just bought the trilogy on Voodoo because cool. I saw the first one. We we have it on DVD. It on DVD. Yeah. But I was like. After seeing the first one, I want to see them all. And so that's why I bought it. I was like, I need to watch all of them. But it's cool that they bring a Detroit cop. Yep. You know, Michigan. That's where we roll. Represent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, But yeah, like it brings in Detroit cop who ends up having a buddy who steals some German bear bonds bear bonds and um gets murdered after the night of partying and they knock him out so he he ends up taking like basically telling his boss go fuck off like yeah i'm just gonna take vacation and he goes to beverly hills and which cracks me up because he drives to that car that in Detroit and he drives it in Beverly Hills. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that car would not make it. <laughs> you are so right. Like, what is that? A, a Pontiac Plymouth? It's a Nova or whatever. A Nova or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that car is not going to make it from Detroit to there. Like, I'm just going to let you know it's going <laughs> to overheat or something's going to happen. It's not going to be good. <laughs> But, um, great movie. Um, like, he investigates a murder, and he finds out with the Beverly Hill uh, cops, like, when he gets arrested for the first time, getting caught. He's like, oh, I'm just... threw me through a window. Yeah, they threw me through a window. Like, I was just going to the bathroom. I wasn't doing anything bad. Arrest me get thrown through a window? (laughs) Yep. And so... And then he had his lady friend who he went to school with, I think. He grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Cindy. And she's like, oh, remember that shitty Chevy Nova that we used to drive around by blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I still own it. (laughs) (laughs) I drove it here. (laughs) And they kept trying to take him to the airport. I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, no, his car's here. Why are they trying to take him to the airport? Well, they wanted to make sure that he leaves. He leaves. Yeah. But I love all. Oh, I didn't even go through the actors. Um, of course, we got the the man, 
Beverly, uh, you know, Eddie uh, Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Oh, God. Judge Reinhold was um cops. But yeah, yeah Judge Reinhold, which I think is hilarious. He's, he's fucking great. Bill, <laughs> Billy. He always Billy. is like, yeah, drive directly to the airport. He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then that all the shit goes down. Um, John Ashton, which is Sergeant Target. Taggart, yeah. Taggart. 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 Yeah. It's, Taggart. But yeah, he's hilarious. Like, that's what I love about all three of them is like, they're all linked up and there's a season or there's a number four coming. They are currently really? in pre-production on uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Eddie Murphy is the only actor attached. Returning? I don't are we know. talking Netflix? Are we talking Netflix or Amazon Prime? It hasn't or... even been announced. Just that they're making it. Writers are attached. There's a director attached. None of which I've heard of. But yeah, there is another one, and that's what I'm excited for. I'm like, holy crap! In the next two <laughs> years, three years, possibly. That's well. That's kind of cool, you know. And not that I'm sorry, I'm all about always like continuing sequels after they long been done or trilogies or whatever but this kind of looks pretty cool you know oh yeah i'm excited i mean I'm... when it comes to shit like that i would rather them continue it on rather than reboot it yeah absolutely absolutely like, you can't make beverly hills cop without eddie murphy in one form no. or fashion you just can't no do it. and how fun would that be like because i re- I-, I forgot because like it's been like eight years, nine years since I saw the second one. And I forgot they retired the sergeant and they went with the guy off of Last Man Standing. Oh, uh, Ed. Ed, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name. But, um, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they did that. But they have to bring Billy back. If they do a four, they have to bring Billy back. Absolutely. You know, if you look at, like, the Beverly Hills Cop, you know, the original, we're talking, first of all, nostalgia, you know, just the fact that how many, and I think I made reference to this in a couple of our last podcasts, the fact that how many times did we see a movie and we've gotten so used to it being edited down for TV, edited, 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 and to actually sit there and physically watch it again, whether it be on Voodoo or whatever service we've chosen to actually see it without commercials, without editing, without preemptive. I'd rather pay $10 to watch a movie without that commercial bullshit than, than just. And unedited also. Yeah. Yeah. And I am C is really good, but they still have commercials, but I don't think they edit though. They don't edit. That's the thing is. So you have like a two hour movie that goes into three. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's good there. I that's like that. good, but that's where you record it. So a lot of stuff that we record, and that's the thing is, is um, yeah, um, you record things and you can fast forward them. Yeah, gotta love DVRs. Gotta love DVR. I love DVR. And then you mentioned, you know, represent Michigan. So when I was, in, you know, when I saw this in the theaters. I want to say I saw this supposed to get at Studio 28. Can't go wrong with the number one theater that used to be. Oh, back hell yeah. I saw Toy but, Story the first Christ, time. I didn't even think about this. You probably saw this in theaters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was uh, 15. 
14, 15 when this came out. So I saw this in theater. I think I saw it at the midnight movies, which, you know, we used all midnight started, all movies started at midnight. They had like. And so the, they yeah. didn't check IDs back then? It was the 80s. What exactly. are you talking about? Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Once okay. again, it was the 80s. <laughs> and they're like, well, what's that mean? I'm like, you didn't live through it. It doesn't matter. You had to have been there. It's like Elvis saying it was the 70s. It's the same thing. It was the 80s. You know, and that, you can think, no one can say that the 90s or the 2000s. No, seriously, it was the 80s. You can get away with murder. Yeah, it was whole other world we were, back then. Well, the whole point is, is, you know, I went in and like, here, you, you're right. It's a Detroit cop in Beverly Hills. And I know they played it. They don't have any rules in Detroit, but, oh, they follow the rules by the guideline in Beverly Hills. Like, you might do this in Detroit, but you do not well, do this here. And occasionally made me feel cool because, you know, here we are. We were in Michigan, and he's a Detroit cop. So, you know, that whole representing thing was kind of cool. And the same thing is the fact that you had the antithesis of each character. You mm-hmm. had the rebel cop you had the buy the books whatever you, you so that was kind of cool to see that i mean this did introduce some um some you know judge reinhold had just got off what fast times at richmond high was that 1982 yeah uh, yeah, yeah two or I three so. i think yeah yeah and eddie murphy was really he had not really had any other movies before this if i remember correctly i mean he just was saturday night this Live. this is his and, first big movie i think i just can't think of any any movies before this there were a couple but i mean he turned he got offered ghostbusters and turned it down to do this movie well that well mm, i mean you know how they always say hindsight's a bitch well he he might have chosen right on this one i mean ghostbusters was awesome too but yeah but it wouldn't have and while we were watching, I was reading the IMDb trivia on this. This movie was initially made for Sylvester Stallone. What? Yeah. He was going to... The script, from what I understand, got changed drastically because the story was going to be Sylvester Stallone gets transferred to Beverly Hills and is just kind of a fish-out-of-water movie. Oh, okay. And so he didn't like the comedy and didn't think people would believe him as being so out of place so he dropped out and i think they brought eddie murphy in and then kind of rewrote the script well you know once again at least script writers know when to change and at least some actors know when to drop yeah. out yeah exactly because i mean could you fucking imagine that oh my god i'm picturing i'm picturing pro mama from no i'm not no, i picture when he told me stop, that stop or, my, stop or my mom will shoot one of the worst <laughs> movies i've ever watched in my whole entire life it's the I best Imagine the trilogies. Like, they're just bad. Everything's bad all about it. Like, Ugh. Eddie Murphy brings in the whole experience to Beverly Hill Cops. Like, he is the total... I don't know. I, just, I don't know how to say it. Like without. I mean, he was charismatic back. as fuck back in the day. I just want to say the gangster in Detroit. Okay, well, you think it is... I get what you're saying. Okay, so picture Indiana Jones, anyone else other than Harrison Ford. It was supposed to be Steven Seagal. There we go. <laughs> like, go Doesn't work. fuck yourself at that point. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, 
sometimes directors, casting production people get it right, and they choose the correct actor to portray what they believe is what they want. Yeah. And it's just a whole, yeah, I, I could like, I keep saying the same thing over, but this movie, it, it's hilarious. Like Eddie Murphy makes the movie. You could not picture a different character for him. Like well, let's talk he about, yeah. cracks me up. Well, let's talk about some cameos here. Okay. You got Damon Wayans. Is Damon, it Damon or Mark? Damon Williams. This was his uh, movie debut, I suppose. Yep. And with the with the banana. Yeah. With the banana. <laughs> Just take and it. it's almost and it's almost like his character in this movie was a men on film character from In Living Color. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna go with that one. And then you have Serge, who was. Bulky and Perfect Strangers. Um, oh my God, Gordon Pinchot is oh. his name. Yeah, yeah. He, fuck, I forgot about him. Yeah, I do you know, too. That was that was his debut too, pretty much. And look at that, you know, he's and he's one of those character actors too, who I think if he didn't have this movie that he was in, he would never have went. Because to me, he was in this movie in 1984, and he played like the gay guy offering, what do you want? I do a I do a little bit. I do it. You know, lemon is really good. You know, I'm thinking about that. But I later see this character in 1996. First Wives Club again. You know what I'm saying? He starts portraying these character actors that he is well known for and i think he would have had the breakout if it wasn't for this movie yep. now we're losing a little bit oh, okay so cindy cindy you know who cindy is yeah her next big role after this movie i can't remember her name i can't remember her name though her next big role was um leviathan she was in the movie mm. leviathan and I think she, they expected her to be a bigger actress than what she was. Okay. I, I can't remember. I'm having a hard time with her name right now. Usually I know it right off the bat. Sorry about that. But And then let's talk about the bad guy. Yeah. The, I mean. I kinda... Are we going to talk about the mole in the middle of the head? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was. Victor Maitland. Yeah. Victor Maitland. An art dealer who was obviously a smuggler. Like... Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of trite and cliche, whatever. But um, you think about it. He has, Eddie Murphy has some of the most memorable quotes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Remember when he, I mean, he walks in to the club. Oh, you can just tell Nate, uh, Victor that he might need to get tested because, um, yep. you know, and it, it's classic Eddie Murphy, how he goes off on a tangent, but he still had, you might be feeling uncomfortable, you but you're still enjoying the funniness in the whole moment. Exactly. Yeah. And now, that's what I love about Eddie Murphy. Like, in this movie, he... Again, it's like daddy daycare. Like, 
most of his movies I can zone out to and just laugh because he plays such a comedic role. Yeah. And that's what I love about Eddie Murphy. Like the movie that I chose is this one because it's another movie you can just zone out to. It's like, wow, that's insane. Like Eddie Murphy has some good one liners. Well, you know, I mean, I don't think about watching this. I actually just watched this movie too, just recently because we were going through this for the podcast. And I was, I was worried that maybe some kid, I don't want to say kids, oh, kids, sorry, kids, <laughs> might not get some of the references. Well, he's President Ford. Yeah, <laughs> do they, yeah. know, do yeah. they know who President Ford is? You know, I'm kind of like going, and, you know, in all honesty, it's kind of like references like that. It's just kind of like funny. And I'm just kind of like, I, it, it makes me laugh because it does bring back that nostalgia too. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have to say much more about this movie. Like it's uh what are you going to give it? Oh, I'll definitely give this one an eight. Okay. 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 I, I'll give it an eight, three, you know, I'll give it a little, a little bump, but. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I mean, that's, this is an A3. I mean, I remember seeing theaters. I remember thinking it was cool to watch. I felt like a grown-up going to watch it because they had, like, all this action and, like, little intrigue. And there was, like, references to stuff that I didn't start getting until I was older, of course, you know. But I, I'm going to give this an A3 because, to me, yes, it may or may not age well. But it's that feeling, like, when you step into a new car. It yeah. makes you feel good. When you yeah. step into the pine saw, it makes you feel It's just like that. It just, it's a comforting warm blanket when you always want it. And, and I, it makes you remember. Yeah. I definitely agree with like, I didn't say that. Like the music definitely ages it pretty bad, but it's still really just a great movie. Oh yeah. That, uh, that's something we didn't touch on. It was the Axel Foley, like theme song. That's fucking iconic. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Was that was that Ian yeah, Hammer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Ian Hammer, isn't it? John Hammer or whatever his name is. I, yeah, it's gotta be. But that's you hear that and you know exactly what it is. Just like Jaws, just like yeah, Halloween, just like even Star Wars. Dun, you know. Dun 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 yeah. It does have iconic it has iconic Ghostbusters does too. Like it does have iconic movie music that identifies its branding as you want to call it. Most definitely. But yeah, what do you rate yours? What what do you rate this one? Yeah, I'm I'm right, yeah. I'm right there at an eight. I guess. Eight, eight point three, right around there. Like I said, I'm good with that one. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a better. Well, no, I'll get into that after I do mine. I think. Okay. I'll introduce yours. I'm gonna step out, go potty real quick, and take me two seconds. But you introduce your movie, and then I'll be right back. What? All right. So I had 
I didn't do a huge deep dive on rewatching movies. I remember like Shrek, of course, but I, no, that's not the one I was going to pick because it just, I don't know how well it aged and didn't really want to rewatch it. Mulan, I think he was the best part of that entire fucking movie. That's what was just disappointment about the remake. Sorry, yeah, I, I was hoping they brought him back in some capacity, but they just Sorry. didn't. Mushu should have been in the remake. Just throw yep. it out there. So I went way back. I chose his first actual movie. Oh. 48 Hours. Ah. Uh, which yes. <laughs> came out in 1982. Has an IMDb a six point nine, a Metascore of seventy one, Rotten Tomatoes of ninety three percent Tomato Meter, sixty nine percent audience. It had a budget of twelve million. Domestically, it made seventy eight million eight hundred sixty eight thousand five hundred eight dollars, which was the worldwide total because there was no international release. Really, not. An international release. That's okay. Well, it was the it was the early eighties. Okay. <laughs> you got to. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it was directed by Walter Hill. Written by Roger Spottiswood, Walter Hill, Larry Gross, and Stephen E. D'Souza. So I. I hadn't seen this movie in, I mean, maybe 20 years. Okay. But I remember liking it. I watched it again. I'm like, Jesus, they used race a lot in this movie. <laughs> I completely <laughs> yeah, I came home, forgot about. I came home and we stepped outside. Uh, I want dude out and we were talking about the movie. And yeah, like he's like, oh my god, they're talking about the charcoal ass and um, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my god, shit. dude. I'm like, that's pretty. I don't remember that. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I and again, I remembered it being like funnier. It it wasn't. I mean, there were comedic moments, but it wasn't. Like Beverly Hills Cop is a comedy action, okay, where yeah. where Forty Eight Hours is probably more of an action comedy. The comedy is kind of secondhand in the film. Yep. Yeah, I mean and I Nick Nolte, I fucking love oh that my guy. God. I love that guy. <laughs> he's fucking out of his goddamn he, mind. But he is a total eighties freaking big actor like you've seen him in a lot was he in lethal weapon no, no. that was gary Busey. oh it was gary Busey. <laughs> they kind of okay. look alike they do but... look alike well okay so you just went off on what i was thinking nick nolte because I, nick nolte once again great actor you know he had just done about buddy holly biopic he had just done a few other ones he had just done Cannery Row. I'm not going to take it a moment to watch uh, here at Cannery Row. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And then he had just done, um, I mean, he had done so many different movies. Like I said, I honestly, 
well, he's one of my favorite actors. And you're right. He is the big 80s go-to actor. That's for sure. And he done the movie Teachers. Remember the movie Teachers? Yeah. Vaguely, yeah. 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 Bill Beck Williams did have come off of Poltergeist. Ralph Macchio was in it. You know, things like that. Judd Hirsch could have done a lot better than what it did if it would have had a better release. But um, you're absolutely correct. And this, this is another... I mean, this 48 hours, because I had just written one. The one I almost chose was another 48 hours. I don't know if you remember seeing that one. I, yeah, I don't. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it all that well. Yeah. I almost I almost chose that one, but um, I can definitely say that you're absolutely correct. Now, this, I want to say this is almost kind of like the first lethal weapon. And that that was a point I wanted to make. I don't think you get Lethal Weapon without forty eight hours. No, you wouldn't. You would not get it. You would not get it for for, for sure. You would not. So I, I mean, I agree. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. Like a long time, like twelve, thirteen years. But from what I remember, yeah, it's like a Lethal Weapon knockoff kind of thing. A little bit. No, well, this came out before Lethal Weapon. The idea is essentially... No, Nick not Nolte's... knockoff, I'm sorry, but like Lethal Weapon. like Prequel. A... Yeah. Nick Nolte takes um, Eddie Murphy's buddy Hammond, I think. Something Hammond. Out yes. of jail to catch one of his old crew members. And he's got 48 hours to do it. And that's yeah. essentially the movie. You know, and then it's kind of like the same premise in the, the sequel, too. So there was a couple of years between the sequel, but I had seen this one at the drive-in. Back oh, when drive-ins really? were, yeah, back when drive-ins were here. Because I was right around 12, 13 when this came out. Hmm. So I had, yeah, so I'd seen this one at the drive-in. And you are absolutely right, because here you have a 12, 13 year old watching this at the drive-in. And the ratio in this, it, this would not get married. Nope. This, no, 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 no. This not, would not, not get married. the way nope, it was nope. for sure. Definitely not the way. It, and it's, I mean, it's not like I personally can see it and see it for what it's worth because it's like watching Gone with the Wind to me. This was yeah, prevalent in the time for sure. Well, no, it's not even that. It's just that this was an accurate representation of the times. To me, it was. Yeah, oh, it's, of course. And you can't forget it. That's what happened. So, yeah. But I, I, I mean, this movie with Nick Nolte in it and Eddie Murphy and the way they play off of each other, because you have, in all honesty, I think almost to myself, you're looking at it's slap slapstick comedy comedy if you want to you know what i'm saying because yeah. i almost feel like a lot of the comedy in this as brief of it as it is there's also some of the physical comedy going on did you uh re-watch this recently not re i watched another 48 hours for this one i didn't do the first one I, re I did the second one okay but i had i saw this one actually about three months ago but once again here we are we're talking about how much stuff can be cut out and redone based on editing and 
uh, network TV. Yeah. So you saying that all the different things happening with this one, I was like, yep, I remember that. So I'll, I'm going to have to rewatch it normal way, the yep. normal way. Yeah. But I mean, all that being said, it just the fight they have, like if you, if you lie to me, I'm going to kick your ass or well no you're and then just fighting in the streets and the cops arrest him and he's already a cop it... yeah. it's it's um so you know look at even once again we're we'll going back to the 1982 here yeah. so he eddie murphy was what in snl during when was it when it started late 70s when... wasn't it did he come in the second? Did he come in the second season? He, I think he was the second wave. Yeah. Of SNL. SNL yeah. actors, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm, had... I'm pretty sure this was his first feature film, and I think it yeah. came out before any of his specials did, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I think Raw was 83. 48 Hours was 82. Trading Places. They don't have his stand-up on IMDb, apparently. Trading Places, what, 81, 82? Trading Places, 83. 48 Hours is 82. 48 Hours is his first film. Okay. But Yeah, it, it was... Again, I remembered it being funnier, but I still just a dynamic multi and man. Yeah, was it's pretty dirty, and I forgot that I was just reading trivia on that stuff. But it is. I mean, you know, when you say, and as a kid, kids do not watch Eddie Murphy movies. No. Like this. No. no, no. Uh, I don't know. They no, watched Doctor think... Doolittle. And... Yeah, and Naughty Professor. And yeah. Stuff that did not age well whatsoever. Presumably. Didn't rewatch any. And I, can, and I almost feel like this gives it almost a reason why it wasn't internationally released. Well, I mean, even at that point, this movie cost $12 million. You're not going to pay to push it worldwide really? i don't think at that point it's i mean no you're not because it's too much i mean there's a lot of there's a lot that you have to spend for marketing and stuff over overseas most definitely yeah so if like i mean you got star wars indiana jones you can put pump that worldwide but this one no not really yeah and indiana jones came out in 82 right I believe so, yeah. E- yep. 82. Yep. But that's Harrison Ford coming off of Star Wars also. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, back then, the the actor or actress in the movie was more important than the actual story they were telling. That's oh, very yeah. true. Yeah. So what would you get this for a rating? I'll give this a 7, 8, just because it's been like, I don't know. 15 years, like I said. 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I would have chosen 
<laughs> fucking Beverly Hills. That's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie, but we didn't want to double up. Oh. So. Okay. I mean, I'd give 48 Hours 7-7. Seven, seven. Oh, you're going one point below. 7-7. Seven, seven. I mean, I'm going to say, four, I mean, I honestly, 48 Hours to me is like a 7, where another 48 Hours to me is like an 8. I don't know. You like the se- you did like the sequel better. I like the sequel better. I don't I, I'm gonna have to rewatch that. I don't even remember it all that well. Oh see, I need to rewatch both of them then. I mean I'm ready for uh, cold weather, so I don't feel so no, bad. No, 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 no cold weather. Yeah, I'm not ready for it. Everyone else is ready for it. I am not ready for it. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> no. I love the heat. I know you do. Yeah. I love it, I love it, I love it. So yeah. Okay. All right, we're on to you. I am choosing my husband's favorite. Wait a minute. I just lost it. There it is. Oh, I was going to freak out there for a second. I lost it almost. I had it pulled up on my iPad ready with all my little tabs. You know how you have it mm-hmm. tabbed out? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I am choosing my husband's. One of my, well, I want to say it's my husband. I think it's my husband's favorite. Eddie Murphy movie, The Golden Child. Oh, shit. I don't. I don't okay, think uh, I've seen this. And probably forever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, I it, it, when I think of Eddie Murphy, I don't, you know, you think with Beverly Hills Cop, all this. I think Golden Child, my husband, because he'll be channel surfing, Golden Child's on, and he just clicks on it. It's, it's just like Spaceballs. Yeah. Golden Child. Yep. And it's Spaceballs. Not that we don't have 9 million other ser- services, but it's on in the background doing something. Okay. So let's go over the numbers here real fast. It's only an hour and 34 minutes, which traditionally is not that big. And it's one of the first ones in the 80s to use the PG-13 rating to get beyond the R rating. So it's kind of, I mean, and I kind of look at it now, I'm like, how was it going to get an R rating? But I can see where it could have, in a way, with a, I don't know, but it had that PG-13 rating, so it was allowed to let the younger audience in. Um, you got a 6 out of 10 for IMDb, 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, 37 on Metacritic. Now, for the numbers on this, once again, you're not looking at the best numbers in the world or anything like that. I mean, it's not by it's by far not his biggest grossing movie out there. But um, you have budget was 24 million, and it made 149.4 million. Now this wasn't broken down between international and regular. Right. Okay. Oh well, it is in a way, but it was 79.817 million. Domestically, but they they said they couldn't they didn't keep track enough to know exactly if that was true or not. It was released in December twelfth, nineteen eighty six, which was um, right around Christmas time. So they chose the right time to be releasing a movie. Now this came out the same time. What? Oh, never mind. Doesn't. I'm gonna do it here. You know, Empire of the. Okay, Empire, Empire of the, the Sun? Yeah, right around the same time, yeah. Was that really? Yep. Jeez. Yep. 
Yep. So, you know, you think about that. You have uh, directed by Michael Ritchie, written by Dennis Feldman. You have, of course, all this, and starring Eddie Murphy, Charlotte Lewis, and Charles Gans. Now, I'm going to do a little quote here from Eddie Murphy himself. I thought I'd, I, <laughs> I had it. Where I lost it. Damn it all. I had it highlighted and now it's gone. Okay, well, um, so everyone knows about the big, yeah, the Golden Child. It's got so many memorable quotes. I, 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 I want the knife. My husband does that all the time. You know, you're looking at a kid that's kidnapped in Tibet. Who's the reincarnation, golden child, bringing peace to the world every 3,000 generations, yada, yada, yada. They need to find some child finder, the chosen one, way in California, you know, to rescue this child. And this child brought to California, but they had to go to Tibet to go back to get a knife to go to rescue the child. It's got like mysticism, action, comedy, but I'm talking typical Eddie Murphy. I don't know, comedy. He -hmm. just goes off the deep end on this all the time. He knows he's like, it's classic him. And it's almost like Bill Murray to me. It's his style. You know, I thought it was a funny movie. We always think it's a funny movie, but at the same time, it doesn't age well. Probably not the best, but you know, they're running around and fighting. Weren't they looking for a Tibetan child or something? Tibetan child that was kidnapped. From yes. Tibet, but then brought to California because they're trying to like. This is the golden you know, child, right? Yeah, the golden child. They're trying to like mm-hmm. attack him from four corners. Well, so you got mysticism, kidnapping, comedy, action. You have hellion demon fire spawn coming from hell. I mean, the graphics in this are laughable. That's all I'm going to say. They're laughable, <laughs> but um. He plays a it's, lot of detectives and stuff. He does. And the funny thing is, is I don't, if this, if this movie would have decided what it was going to be, I'm finding a child. Now I'm finding a mystical child who can save the world that's trying to be kidnapped by demons to create the end of the world by stabbing him with the Ajante dagger. But I'm going to have some woman help me who I'm going to hit on to get her to sleep with me, but she's going to fall in love with me and she's yeah. a daughter of some Tibetan men. I mean, it was all over the place. I mean, Every single stereotype that they could put in, they put in. Yeah. You know, I feel, I feel like that's why they chose to that because, you know, we had Indiana Jones, Raiders of Lost Ark starting off. Not really into that, but like that. But here's, I found, yeah, so here's the quote. Here's the quote from him. Released in December 1986, The Golden Child was a box office success in the United States alone, making it an eighth biggest film of the year. He was quote to say, my pictures make their money back in 19, he said this in 1990, no matter how I feel, for instance, about The Golden Child, which was a piece of shit, the movie made more than 100 million, so who who am I to say what sucks? Okay. (laughs) Just saying. Wow. Yeah. So he's saying, you guys are paying to watch my sucky movies. I don't care. It's almost like saying Matthew McConaughey had some bad movies there for a little bit, you know? Yeah, but yeah, that is kind of feeds into my point. I think that back then, like 86, you said, 
86. You you see a movie for who's in it. Yeah. Yep. Like it's an yep. Eddie Murphy movie. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Where you don't see it for. You don't do yeah. that much anymore. Exactly. And now, if you want to say this, I go, if I'm looking, I look at the whole cast. I look at ensemble casts first before I look at single stars. Uh, no, I don't, no, no, I'm a sucker for Charlize Theron. Sorry, I am. Hey, so am I. I love her. I don't know why I just do. But well, I, I, I pay more attention now to director or writer or even production company. I will watch anything A24 puts out. Oh, yes. oh yeah. And I'm excited. Like They talk about how they released the four last year. In 2020. Oh, it's Blumhouse. Shit. Blumhouse, yep. I get Blumhouse and A24 all mixed up. But once again, here we are. We look for production companies, directors, and writers before we look for actors anymore. Because actors actors make the worst choices. Like I said, I love this movie. Awesome quotes, you know. Yeah, I I have not seen it in a very long time, but I I always... For some reason, I think I watched them at the same time. This and Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, my God, yes. They kind of have the same fucking what is this asshole doing trying to save the world feel to it. And that's the whole thing. You know, you're looking at John Carpenter with that one. If you have to ask me about about John Carpenter, Big Trouble in Little China is one of his most underrated movies. I will watch that pretty much any time. That and Ghosts of Mars. I don't know why. I'm addicted to Ghosts of Mars for some reason. Just kind of going. I like vampires. John Carpenter's oh, yeah. vampires. Yeah. For some Absolutely. reason. Yeah. But Eddie Murphy. I mean, you ta- you said this before. Pluto Nash. Yeah, I, that's what mm-hmm. I was getting at. He's had some. He had a lull. There you know, in I'm, the early 2000s, late 90s. Yep. And you look at all the actors that is, are in that movie. Pluto Nash, uh, uh, Guzman, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. You have, you know, well, Randy Quaid. But, you know, I'm just trying to say the amount of <laughs> the amount of actors that are in that movie, I'm just like, it should have been a lot better. And so now I just, like you said, I don't bother to look for the actors anymore or even act, act a single actor. Mm-hmm. I look yeah. for who's directing it and who is writing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I wrote things. Like, oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, for the Eddie Murphy movie on this one, Golden Child, I think it's dumb, stupid, fun. I don't, my husband loves it. It's just dumb, stupid. It's, it's cliche Eddie Murphy going off on his little tangents, but Sometimes you just got to go with that. And it's like kind of one of the movies. So I, I'm going to oh, give course. it an eight. I was giving it an eight, but. Having not just, seen it long, I remember enjoying it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be probably seven. Have you ever seen it? It's, Which one? No, I've seen it like. 15 years ago 16 I barely remember this movie so I it's very hard to like 
rate it, but I would definitely rate it like a seven five, from what I remember. But I would, yeah, I have not seen it in a long time. Now he's kind of come back in a resurgence. He was nominated for that Dolomite is my name, or okay, or even yeah. Dream Girls. I didn't see Dream Girls. I liked. I really did. did. I mean, yes, I absolutely did. It was another one I thought about working with and fixing, you know, what putting it on there too. See, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I would like to have um, more time to watch a lot of his movies because he's very good at a lot of his, what he does. But I didn't get a time to rewatch this one. Um, oh, shit. But, um, yeah, I mean. A lot of people like life or which... I mean, coming to America, that was a well, coming to America. Was coming to... Trading places was one I considered as well. Yeah, I mean, life is really good. It really is. I don't know if I ever saw life. Oh, is that the one with Martin Lawrence? Yeah, that's the one with Martin Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I saw. I that. like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I did like that movie too. There's Bowfinger. Like I said, Naughty Professor, I could not do. Like, I loved it when I was a child. But I remember watching it, like, three, four years ago. It was on, like, Showtime. It was on Showtime or one of those things. And I was like, I cannot watch this. It was, like, on there for, like, 20 minutes. I'm like, this is just so painful. Like, I cannot do that. No, it is. It is painful. Trust me. It is very painful. Yeah, and that's why I didn't really watch it. It's like, I remember just like, this is just bad. Real bad. I mean, he's very talented for playing three or four or five different characters. But, yeah, it's so bad. Well, I mean, he that started in uh, tra- or not Coming to America. He was playing multiple characters yeah. in that movie. Yeah, he did good there, but I'm just saying, like, whoever directed or whatever did not do good with making the age. No, I don't. It was just not good. No. I mean, Eddie Murphy is pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm Sorry, I'm sitting outside and I have no lights on right now and I have to double check on something. It's all good. Yep, he's still here. He's a big old black blob on the room. Max? Max, yes. <laughs> well, you got you gotta think about it. I got him. I got him. He's twenty four pounds. And then I have Weren't you looking at a main? Like a main. I was looking. I was looking at a main, but I keep on feeling like some of the some of the sites were scamming me. Yeah. You know how you hear about that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, oh. A main, they get big. Well, he's big. He's twenty four pounds. So, yeah. yeah. Yours is just gonna be a tiny little girl. I have a feeling. I she's a calico, so yeah. 
Yeah, she'll be like. Here's hoping anyway. She'll probably be like, what, five pounds? Five pounds, yeah. So let's talk about, um, I mean, Eddie Murphy in general, I, I just, I forgot I wanted to touch on this. I'm really sorry. I apologize. No, you're good. What? So if you had to look at his, if you had to look at his career, do you want to give him, we had to rate his films. Would you say 50% of his films are awesome or 75? It's almost like we want to say, what would we give his I'd go 70. So 7 out of 10 for that score on his career. Yeah, I'd say 70% of his films are good. And I'd say the other 30% because you got Dr. Doolittle and they try to redo it again in 2020. I saw the trailer. I never watched it, but that's painful. You got Boomerang, which I could not. I don't even know what that is. I could not watch. So I'd go with the 70% of his movies are great watchable good times the other 30 not so good because that's how i was kind of looking at why i kind of wanted to do every murphy because 80s 90s 2000s 2000s 10s and i mean we're looking how many five decades well that's why i brought up daddy daycare because that's 2003 yeah and daddy daycare like i said is a movie that I had a bad week, so why not just put that on there and you can just space out and you're just laughing the whole fucking time. Like, had some great actors, which I think we talked about White Lotus before. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. My next my next door neighbor is addicted to it. I'm I'm addicted too. It's it's crazy, but it had like the guy on Steve's on. Yeah, that's his name. But yeah, like great stuff. Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's one of my favorite, you know, he is one of my favorite actors. I want to like I think I want to agree with you also on I'm going to give him 7 out of 10 for his career. Yeah. I don't think... want to I don't want to say it's 50 50. I don't want to say he's made more worse than better, but I'm going to give him a good solid C plus B minus on his career because Honestly, even some of his bad movies, I enjoy watching. Exactly, and that's why I rewatched again. Daddy Daycare, like it's yeah, got the movie was horribly rated, but I like it a lot. I just I haven't seen like Norbit, oh. or I didn't see Pluto Nash. I didn't see Holy Man. I didn't see mm. Thousand Words. I see Holy Man. That's bad. I can't do Holy Man. I can do Pluto Nash. Can't do Holy Man. You know, Holy Man's so bad. I saw it once and I was it was bad. Real it's almost bad. bad. It's almost as bad as Love Guru with all. Yeah. yeah. Oh Michael my God. That, oh, if I ever saw that, I'd. Oh, oh, oh. But he has the dynamic also of going into voice work with Shrek and Mulan. Like, mm-hmm. I was yeah. not a. I wasn't a huge Shrek fan, but he was fucking great. Yeah, as donkey Shrek as donkeys. Like I'll make waffles in the morning. Like that's one of my favorite quotes. He's got he's good as for a voiceover character because he does it in my Mushu and donkey. He's great. So he's got some good franchises, even with Shrek and all that too. And we're like, 
Beverly oh, Hills speak Cop. Speak up a little bit. Beverly Hills Cop is a great trilogy, also. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't. I'm surprised we didn't choose. Someone didn't choose that trilogy when we did trilogies. Oh, and I would love to do that because I mean I saw it, but we it'd be fun to do all three. Uh, the trilogy yeah. is a pretty loaded category too. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like we watch all <laughs> three that yeah, we just bought, yeah. and that'd be fun to do. Like we could do all three in one because we are, I already seen one. We're talking about it, but it doesn't count if we do all three in one big bundle. That's true. That's a big bundle. Yeah. Oh. And that'd be a good hour of conversation for sure. Yeah, definitely. I need to. Yeah, yeah. So we, but we need to start thinking what we're doing next time. Well, it's well Star next Wars. time is Star Wars, and then after that, mm-hmm. It's, we gotta think. It's uh, so Star Wars is next, which is which Force, one again? Awakens, Force Awakens, Episode Seven. Force Awakens. Which First, I'm really curious to see what you think about the trilogy. Don't tell me now. Not gonna say. I'm, not yep. gonna say no. Yep. Not gonna say no. I am um, very curious. But no, I, I mean, I'd be down for an, another like. I mean, like you said, like, what if we another did another trilogy, or actor or actress? What would we do true. another we need, director? Or director. We need it. Oh, oh yeah, it's been a while for a director. We need to do a director. Yeah, I agree with that. So, what's your thinking? Yeah, we need to start thinking of directors because we're gonna have to put them together and get our genre together. That's for sure. Okay, so, so it's your pick. Send well, we're us. doing Star Wars next. Star Wars will be doing... next. How about you make a list? You send us a <laughs> list of five directors, and we'll send you our choice. We've done a couple directors. Have we? We've done directors before. We? Yeah. We did Scorsese. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done a couple directors. Yeah. So come with the list, and then we'll figure it out. But next one's Force Awakenings. <laughs> Force Awakens. 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 Yeah. Something, something, dark side, something. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just had to go with that. Um, I pulled out my schedule for the next month. But, yeah, so next week I can do Wednesday night or Friday night or Saturday night again. Okay. And then I prefer not Saturday because I have a wedding. Just like that. Um... Wait, then the wedding final, Saturday? I have a wedding Saturday the 4th. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, we won't do that. That's fine. I have Wednesday. Yeah, I could do Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, or Saturday night. Okay. Um, The following week. Okay. Wednesdays are the best. I mean, yeah. I don't have to do anything until 9 on Thursdays now. Okay. And then the following week, I'll have open a little bit after for our next one. But then the only thing I am going to be asking for is the week of the 13th through the 19th. If we could do the podcast on Sunday night, because I am catering Ashley's wedding. Oh, Sundays are great. Okay, gotcha. That's the only thing I asked for. Yep. And then, um, okay. yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. You still loving this shit? Still loving it. And yeah, getting into the new trilogy. 
the new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, the new trilogy. Okay, loving it. Loving it. Send us a director list. I'll send you a director list. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.